It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Is that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S? Today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. On today's show, we're going to talk about Paul George wanting to stay in Indiana, but that falling through in that whole situation. We're going to talk about some NBA news and also the top five non-Thunder games you're going to want to sit down and watch whenever the NBA returns. A bit of a quicker show today, but not not a lot to talk about as we wait for the ramp-up period, as we wait for basketball to return. But let's dive into this Paul George story. And Paul George was on a podcast, I believe it was the Knuckleheads podcast, if I'm not mistaken, but... He said that he wanted to stay in Indiana, and in fact, he recruited the best power forward in the NBA to Indiana to want to play in Indiana, but Indiana would not trade for that best power forward. Now, the speculation right now is that the power forward was Anthony Davis and that the Pacers would not do it. They would not pull the trigger, and they would not go get Anthony Davis, citing that they're a small market. They can't really afford to do that, to take that risk. They're going to give up all these assets for Anthony Davis, and then both Anthony Davis and Paul George might leave You know, in a couple of, a couple of summers. It's, it's not worth it to them to do that. And Paul George has changed his story many times. I think that you know every time he's had a, a conversation, that's, the story's been different. I mean, you, you look at his press conference with the Clippers, uh, all of a sudden he was a lifelong Clippers fan after being a lifelong Laker fan. So who knows what's you know true and what's false in this situation here. Uh, but let's operate under the assumption that this was true. Let's operate under the assumption that Paul George went to Indiana, went to Larry Bird and company and said, look, I've got the best power forward in the NBA, Anthony Davis, one call away. That's all you need to do. You need to pick up the phone, trade for him. He's ready to play. He's ready to come to Indiana. Players do not want to come here. Players do not want to play here. But I've lined up Anthony Davis to want to get out of New Orleans and to come to Indiana. If that's true, then it it just shines a light on how great of an organization the Oklahoma City Thunder are. If that's true. Because as Sam Presti said, scared money don't make money. Oklahoma City has never been shy. They've never been afraid of making a move. Even as a small market, even with all the risk attached to it, if you remember, they traded Serge Ibaka, obviously, for Victor Oladipo, thinking that they'd still have Kevin Durant, and they were willing and still going to sign Al Horford that offseason to pair with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and, re- and reunite Al Horford with Billy Donovan. And this was a couple years ago, Al Horford. Obviously, it was 2016 Al Horford, who was much better than what you see today. I mean, that team could have been awesome, and and. Sam Presti was willing to do that. 
And then you fast forward a year after Kevin Durant leaves, and he's making moves again, trading away Oladipo, trading away Sabonis, two future All-Stars, trading those guys away for two years of Paul George to try to make it work, to try to win with Russell Westbrook. And it ends up working out for the Thunder, obviously, but they went for it, and it failed at first. Now, what they recouped in Shea Gilgis-Alexander and the 15 first-round picks, that's better than what you could expect for for most, small mar- for most small markets. Most small markets are not going to get that. But that's the beauty of playing the game. You just never know what's going to happen. You never know how this is going to work out. Now, it could have ended with Paul George signing with the Lakers last offseason and not returning to Oklahoma City and not having to be traded to the Clippers. That, that could have happened, and, and Presti was prepared for that as well where you lose two All-Stars for nothing. But it helped sign Russell Westbrook to a long-term deal, that trade for Paul George and Melo. It put you in a better in a better position to win, and you were willing to risk it all to go try and compete, to go try to contend, and to go try and win in NBA Finals. Now, injury has bad luck with the Thunder throughout their entire franchise history, but again, even in this run here, Paul George had an MVP season, and then he got hurt. Andre Robertson was, was having a fantastic season and was a part of one of the best lineups in basketball uh, whenever he was healthy. one of the, the lineup whenever he was on the floor was one of the best in basketball. He gets hurt. So injuries do play a part in this. But more importantly, Sam Presti was willing to go for it. That does deserve a lot of credit. It's, it's clear that there have been trades before that guys have recruited and lined up, and then it falls through because the small market does not want to go for it, does not want to put themselves out there and risk the chance of losing it all. And again, the Thunder had a really, uh, a true possibility after they got embarrassed by Utah for Paul George to jump ship, go straight to the Lakers, uh, see you later. It was a fun one year, but that's it. You get nothing on your return on investment for Oladipo and Sabonis. It just so happened that he returns to Oklahoma City, still fails against Portland, and then they trade Russell Westbrook and Paul George for Shea, Gallo, 15 first-round picks, and the Thunder look in a better position now than they did a year ago. But it does not always work out that way, and Sam Presti was prepared for it not to work out that way. He was also prepared for them to win. That didn't happen either. But still, I think that this is a good reminder of how good the Thunder organization is is and, and how well ran it is and how much they do care about winning. And so when we look at this season and this offseason, uh, it's hard for me to expect a tank. As, and again, I want them to tank. I want the Thunder to purposely lose next year. That way they get a higher first-round pick, they get a higher pick overall, and maybe can draft a Cade Cunningham or can draft somebody who can help Shea turn this franchise back into true championship contenders rather than a nice first-round team in a scrappy second-round exit. But you look at the history of Sam Presti, and it's hard for me to believe that he's going to buy in to purposefully losing in Oklahoma City. And that is a slippery slope for small markets to purposely lose. Because if you miss on one of these two picks, one of these upcoming picks, if you miss on back-to-back picks, and Shea Gilgis gets older, and uh, you know you have to pay Shea Gilgis-Alexander, or he has the opportunity to leave your organization... As you go down the losing path with a small market, it's a lot tougher 
because you can't go buy an all-star on the free agent market. You can't do anything like that. So you really can only build through the draft and build through trades. And as we've seen with trading for Paul George and Mello, it's a lot easier to try to draft your core and to for sure have them locked up on a young, controllable, cheap contract in Oklahoma City than it is to keep making these patchwork trades for all-stars. So I just want to reiterate that Sam Presti does deserve a lot of credit for the Paul George move. And then fast-forwarding to this offseason, it kind of makes me wonder if he's really all in on tanking like I am. I think ultimately it will land on a tank. Now, he's not going to say that he's tanking. Obviously, he's not Mark Cuban. But I think that it'll be pretty clear whenever this roster looks a lot different next year what the plan is. And and looking at that draft class will be more important than looking at, you know, the game, you know, 42 of the season. It'll be more important to look at that draft class than some middle-of-the-road game. Speaking of the middle of the road, rockauto.com can help your car stay in the correct lane by driving smoothly. Visit rockauto.com for all the auto parts or body parts your car will ever need from hundreds of manufacturers. Rockauto.com is a fantastic place, a family-owned business serving its community auto parts stores for 20 years. 20 years ago, you did not know how to work your email, but you could have been getting auto parts online at rockauto.com 20 years ago. It's fantastic. Whenever you go into an auto parts store at your local chain auto parts store, it's a waste of time. They're going to walk in there. They're going to ask you questions you do not know how to answer. And then they're going to type on their computer, send you right back out the door. They're going to order something online and upcharge you about 100% for it. You could skip that whole process, stay right at home, type on your own computer, and find that part you need and save a ton of money in the process. Rock Auto does not upcharge you for beginners or for anything like that. It's an equal pricing for do-it-yourselfers and professionals. Everyone gets charged the same amount. There's no upcharge. It's fantastic. Go to rockauto.com right now uh, to see all the parts that your car will need. Right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box, and then they'll know what to do from there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I wanted to dive into some NBA news right now, uh, just to tidy up some things. Nothing really directly related to the Thunder, but Wilson Chandler has decided to opt out from the Nets due to wanting to spend more time with his family, uh, specifically his grandmother who helped raise him and things like that. Any decision made by these players to opt out should absolutely 100% be respected. So credit to Wilson Chandler for being, you know, courageous enough to opt out and say, hey, look, this is not for me. This is not worth it to me. I'll lose the you know, small amount of money I'll lose from my game checks uh, to spend time with my family during a global pandemic. That should not be uh, at all controversial. Uh, Joakim Noah has officially signed with the LA Clippers. This was kind of already known, uh, but it, made, it was made official this weekend. He was on a 10-day deal with the Clippers before the stoppage, and now he's going to be with the Clippers in Orlando. I'm not sure how much burn he's actually going to get in the postseason. But it is something to note as we move forward here. The Thunder could match up with the Clippers eventually in the postseason, although it does not seem very likely right now. It'll really depend on those eight-seeding games and how and how those eight-seeding games pan out. 
Uh, the Nets have made a couple roster moves in lieu of, you know, Wilson Chandler opting out and other things that happened with their roster. Justin Anderson and Tyler Johnson have both signed with the Brooklyn Nets. And Tyler Johnson's interesting. The Nets are the reason why he got paid so much. They offered him that humongous contract when he was a restricted free agent. And then his team matched him. And that's what I was talking about the other day. When you look at, you know, the possibility of guys signing their extension prior to the summer, that doesn't really work out because of guys like Tyler Johnson, who literally was shown crying and saying he didn't think he'd make this much money whenever the Nets gave him that contract. And the Heat matched it, and he went back to the Heat, and that's how the story played out. But the Heat would not have given him that much money had they not had the competition of the Nets. And Tyler Johnson obviously would not have commanded that much money had he not had the competition of the Nets. So for restricted free agents, it sounds good to sign your extension right now if you're a guy like Jason Tatum. Uh, but if you're someone else, you really need to just play that re uh, restricted free agent market out because it's going to really pay out dividends for you if you do that. So Trey Young, former Sooner and now, of course, an Atlanta Hawk, has signed with Clutch Sports with LeBron James. Uh, so has Anthony Edwards, uh, a rookie coming into this class, one of the top prospects coming in out of Georgia University. And this is interesting. I think that you know Clutch Sports is building themselves and has built themselves a great agency. I think they're probably the top agency in basketball right now, along with the other entities that LeBron can offer these young players that sign with him, like Trey Young. It's awesome that, that Trey Young makes this move and can be a part of that clutch brand because it's, it's opened some doors for a lot of players. Uh, feeding into the basketball side of things, you've already seen Trey Young threaten the Atlanta Hawks front office last year as a rookie. So how does being with Rich Paul and, and LeBron James impact that moving forward? I think that you can see uh, Trey Young demand a trade sooner rather than later uh, if he's already making those demands as a rookie and now he's signing with Clutch Sports. But we'll have to wait and see on that one. Alonzo Trier was waived for the New York Knicks. He's not postseason eligible, so everyone who was wanting the Thunder to pick him up, not going to happen because there's not really any point in to. Now, after the year, this would be a fantastic move for the Thunder to get Alonzo Trier. I, I don't think there's a real reason to sign him right now whenever he's not eligible for the bubble, but I would love to see Trier with the Thunder moving forward. I don't know why the Knicks would cut him to sign Theo Pinson, of all people, but they did, and they're the Knicks, and Alonjo Trier will be available this offseason. I would really like to pick him up if I was Sam Presti. And then the most important part of all this, the most important news coming out of the NBA this weekend, is that the NBA and Nike are going to allow players to customize their uniforms, you know, the name on the back of their uniform, to voice their opinions on social justice and racism. The WNBA deserves a ton of credit for this. They did this two weeks ago, they announced this. And now the NBA is following suit. I'm sure that we'll see Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, Brandon Taylor. I'm sure we'll see a lot of names like that on the back of players' jerseys. This is a great decision by the NBA to allow players to express themselves. You don't need James on the back of a 23 Laker jersey to know that's LeBron James. So this does not impact any viewing experience. It does not impact the fans at all. Uh, but it does allow players to express themselves and to get their message across, even while playing the game where everyone is watching. Because if you only do this during post-game interviews, not everyone sits up and watches the interviews. Not everyone cares about what players have to say normally. So they're not going to sit up and watch the, the interviews. Whenever you're talking to LeBron James about, you know, you know, how much time was left? Did you have a timeout? What was what was J.R. Smith thinking whenever he didn't call a timeout? And whenever they're asking him basketball questions, no one cares. So I, I'm not sure if that's a big enough platform for how serious of an issue this is. Allowing them to take time during the actual game 
to put their message out there is awesome that the NBA is allowing them to do this. And I think that's really the only league that would do this. I don't think that you'd ever see the NFL do something this progressive. I especially do not think that you'll see baseball do something this progressive, but it is awesome that the NBA and the WNBA are both doing this for their players and allowing them to have another platform. Again, the, the post-game press conferences are awesome because they're going to get clipped and they're going to be sent around Twitter, social media, and ESPN and TV shows. But this is a in-your-face, you cannot, if you're going to watch the game, you cannot ignore what's happening right now because they're going to be showing the back of the jerseys just throughout the game and then also going to be zooming in and talking about those uh, talking points throughout the game of, of why LeBron is wearing a certain thing on the, on the back of his jersey, why, you know, whoever Anthony Davis is wearing a certain thing on the back of his jersey. So this is really an in-your-face um, statement by the NBA to allow these players to say, we will not be ignored. We will not be told to shut up and dribble. We will have our platform and also entertain people and also make money. It's the best of, of all the worlds combined for these players. And I'm so um, happy that the NBA has allowed them to do this and to have allowed them to express themselves. Again, I don't think any other league would be courageous to courageous enough to do this, to allow players to change their uniform and to allow players to, you know, have this sort of power and this sort of platform. So it's good that the NBA is doing that. After the break, I want to talk about the top five games that are that the Thunder are not involved in that you're going to want to mark out on your calendar. You're going to want to sit down and watch these games after the break. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I wanted to end this podcast with the top five games that are not Thunder related because obviously everyone listening to this podcast is going to want to watch all eight Thunder games, but these are the top non-Thunder games that you're going to, want to sit down and you're going to want to enjoy. Number one, we have the Clippers and Lakers on July 30th at 9 p.m. on TNT. I'm not sure how this game will play out because, I'm, again, I'm not sure who's going to load manage, who's going to take it seriously, and what's going to happen here. But if we do get Kawhi and Paul George against Anthony Davis and LeBron, and they are playing you know, true, real basketball, this is going to be a fun game to watch, obviously. So it's going to be something you're going to want to check out on July 30th. It's also one of the only games on that day. So you'll watch anything whenever basketball returns, I think, and so will I. So that's going to be number one. Number two, Memphis and New Orleans on August 3rd on ESPN at 630. All times are Eastern, by the way, just based off the NBA press release. The... This game is going to be so important because obviously the Pelicans and uh, Grizzlies are fighting for that play-in game. They're fighting for that eight seed. Right now, Memphis controls the eight seed, and New Orleans is hoping to play their way into a play-in game in which they can beat Grizzlies twice and then get into the eight seed themselves. This is going to be a fun game to watch. It's going to be the, probably the most intense game of these eight seeding games. And Really, if, if New Orleans wins this game, it, it could lock up them into a play-in game because Memphis has such a hard schedule where they're going to need the, to beat the Pelicans. They're going to need to 
you know, win as many games as they can, obviously, but they have such a tough schedule. New Orleans has an easy schedule that if New Orleans can beat Memphis, that really sets them up, sets them up well on August 3rd on ESPN at 630. Then we have number three, Toronto and Philadelphia, ESPN 630 on August 12th. This game is important to me, obviously for seeding reasons, uh, but Philadelphia has a very, very easy schedule coming out of this break. Toronto has a very, very hard schedule coming out of these eight seeding games. So these two teams are going to clash and they're going to be jostling for position. Uh, both, you know, with, with the, the Sixers going to be floating throughout the six, four, five seeds. Toronto's going to be floating from between the two and the three seed. Uh, it's going to be a, an intense battle right here. This is one of the winnable games on Toronto's schedule. I think that Toronto can go 8-0 even with their tough schedule. But this is the one that you look at and say this is probably the easiest one on their slate. And for Philadelphia, this, this is probably the hardest one on their slate. So you're going to get an interesting matchup with Ben Simmons, Jarlon Bede, and then, of course, Spicy P, Kyle Lowry with Toronto. It's going to be a fun game on ESPN. Number four, I have Miami and Indiana. This one is for seeding reasons. Of course, Miami and Indiana are fighting tooth and nail to switch places with each other throughout the standings. But also, you have Jimmy Butler and you have TJ Warren squaring off with each other in Orlando. And those two got together this season and had a couple fights and then a couple of, of ejections. How is that going to play out in the bubble? That game will be on August 14th. The time and the TV partners to be determined on that game. And then also Boston and Toronto on August 7th wraps up the top five. This game will be at 9 p.m. on TNT on August 7th. These two teams really are going to decide who's going to be the two seed in the playoffs. And right now, I give the edge to Toronto, but a lot of people are very high on Boston. They're very high on them coming back from this restart and being a quality team. I don't really see it for Boston. I don't really see them overtaking the Raptors. I don't really see them making a ton of noise in the restart, in the playoffs. Uh, but this is going to be an interesting game. If they, if Boston wants to prove Paul Pierce right and prove all these other pundits that think that the Celtics are going to be a, a very, very good basketball team and a very good playoff team, they're going to need to make a statement on August 7th and beat the Toronto Raptors and improve to that number two seed. That's, it, that's just the most important thing to get is that second seed in the East. Uh, so that game, again, will be on August 7th on TNT at 9 p.m. So let me know what your top five non-Thunder games are this season and what you're most looking forward to watching in the restart. And also let me know what you guys think about Paul George making that statement about Indiana. You can do that on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. If you don't have Twitter, email the show, lothunderpod at gmail.com. Email your questions, your thoughts, your comments, your concerns, whatever you want to, to lothunderpod at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll discuss it on the show. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Perfect ending to a historic day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.